0: You know how I said some things are so catchy, some songs you can't get out of your head and they're so bouncy and so peppy and they just get a, they just, they just make you feel bouncy and peppy and happy. Well, here's one that'll do that for you. Crushed it, moving away too fast, and we crushed it, but it's in the past, we can make this link. So say you're not alone, say you're not alone. Everyone knows there have been a lot of things that I've done in the past. I have I have a big, big love and big education in movies. So whenever I see a lot of movies, or a number of them in a row, I like to review them. And I always say, warning, spoiler alert. And I always... We give as best and up front and talk about the movies as much as I can and sometimes that kind of tends to come out where I accidentally blow part of the movie or reveal it and I don't intend to do that but that's what happens so that's why I say beforehand be aware that if you're gonna go see these movies spoiler alert but and I also just went to Climate Pledge Arena downtown Seattle and I saw my Golden Knights play the Seattle Kraken out here. Now, my night's one, three to zip, so I'm happy about that. But, we'll get into that i go back to that in a second. So I just saw, so the, the two movies that I saw were Infinite Storm with Naomi Watts and Billy Howell in the two lead roles and then The Lost City with Channing Tatum Brad Pitt and Sandra Bullock. Now I'm gonna just get into them as much as I can and review as best as I can. Now we'll go to, to the Lost City. The Lost City it was it was a movie. It was good for a movie. It was entertaining. Now if you're looking for a movie that's supposed to be mean something, it's supposed to hit home and be kind of Indiana Jones-ish which it kind of was in that respect because it's a lost city um, and kind of entertaining like that it's not the entertaining that that Indy was so it's not going to be that kind of entertaining it is, it's a, it is a movie and I will freely say and happily say to everyone it is very, very entertaining it's a good movie now I was, whether or not you can kind of, I, I have a hard time looking at Channing Tatum and not seeing this this like maybe and maybe it's not an action star but I kind of had a hard time looking at him and seeing something other than that. So to play a kind of a ditzy kind of airhead kind of role, it just didn't seem to fit him. It didn't seem to be his his expertise. Now, Sondra Bullock can be can fit into just about anything she can do. And she was good she was good. She was enjoyable in the role. And like I said, the movie was very entertaining. And not being a Channing Tatum or a Brad Pitt fan myself, I was happy to see that that Pitt got his brains blown out. So and I preface, this by, I preface that by saying I am not a Brad Pitt or a Channing Tatum fan. I don't hate them. I don't dislike them or hate them at all. I'm just not a fan. If you give me the option of seeing a movie that they're in and another movie, I'll probably go see the other movie. That's just, that's just who I am. It's, it's very... Like I said, it, it's very Indiana Jones. It's very entertaining in that respect. And the roles that they're given, the they kind of play them as best as they can. Now, I don't know that Channing Tatum was best for the role that he got. You might have tried to cast someone else. It might have been, I guess, and I'm going to say miscast, and that's probably not the correct term for it. But that's kind of it. It's kind of a miscast. Um... In this, in the same respect, it's kind of like if you look at Brad Pitt, and you kind of, you can sort of buy, you can buy a little bit, the role that he was playing, the bounty hunter type, type hunting and finding a person, you can, you can kind of see that a little bit, but it, it's kind of a bit of a stretch. So whether or not the roles were cast as good as they ca- could have been, is might have been a bit of a stretch. Now I will not I will not say it was a bad movie. It certainly wasn't that. It was very entertaining, and I left the theater going, "This movie is entertaining." Um, it's it it's just it was just that it was just very entertaining. Now the other movie the the other movie I saw, which was which I which I thoroughly, with I, which I would say uh, Infinite Storm is maybe what I would call, I might call it a survivor movie in the same sense that Alex Hanold's Free Solo and and Marc-Andre LeClaire's um, The Alpinist were in the same sense that those were survivor movies and people fighting to survive in extreme mountain situations um that was it's a, it, I, w- I would put it in the category of that so going for it being a survivor movie yeah I would say it was pretty good at that it did that quite well um there now all the roles like the roles are played pretty well like Naomi Watts played played Pam Bales pretty well. Um, she she did a great job. Um, as did Billy Howell. They played their roles very well, and it was acted very done very well. Now, I don't I don't think that it was miscast. I think there were there were scenes that didn't need to be there. There's throughout the course of a movie. There's things that I call filler where it looks like they're like the producers and or the director is doing something because he wants he's either dragging out a scene or he wants to make a scene a little bit longer than it really should be or than it needs to be. He wants to kind of make a scene a little bit longer and it doesn't exactly work. I'm not saying it destroys the movie because it doesn't but it it drags the scene on longer and it makes it makes me it probably doesn't make everybody else but it makes me think does this scene really need to be this long do you have to pull it out this long can you get the emotion that you were going for in showing what you were showing a minute or so ago by showing something else do you did you need to show this and There's, that's the way I've said throughout, through several movies, in, uh, there's, there've been quite a few movies where, where there's, I have no objection to nudity at all. I have no problem with it at all. As long as it serves a point, like either telling the story, or it furthers the story along, or tells the character story, or talks more about the character, it's just, as long as it evolves something, or moves something along, and... I know a lot of you are thinking, yeah, you just want to see a naked woman. <laughs> so, um, But it's just, it's, it's, on, it's kind of, I want to say it's principle. I don't know about that, but as someone who has an education and a degree in film, I don't want to see things be in a movie frivolously. I don't want to see things put into a movie that are just there. And it seems like at times there are points in Infinite Storm that were there or that are there just to be there that are there just to draw out that scene or emphasize a point of the scene did you need to show again like I say spoiler alerts did you need to show all that all that suffering that she was doing when she lost her children yes we get it she's a mother and, she, and she's completely distraught and at every possible distraughtness and wit end that you can think of we get that and you can show that a little bit you can show that you can show that emotion and you can show her heartbreaking but you don't have to you don't if like I said like if a scene is supposed to be three minutes long does it need to be eight minutes long you can you can get the same emotion out of a scene if you show it for for three minutes than if you show it for eight minutes. Cause at some point it becomes kind of like you're beating the audience over the head with something. Yeah. We sympathize with the character. We totally feel her pain. And we totally get it and totally understand, totally feel her pain, but you're hitting us over the head with it. And that kind of occurs repeatedly, not just in this movie, but it occurs in several movies that I've always, always, it's been just almost, almost all the movies that I've seen. There are scenes that, that are drawn out. There's, I, I have actually said, I actually said when I walked out of Infinite Storm, we get it, that, that um, Naomi Watts' character and that Pam Bales is distraught over the rescue effort she just did. And she's distraught over everything and she's just sulking in the bathtub. And most people understand that when someone gets in a the bathtub, they're going to be naked. That's just what happens. And it's fine. That's what happens. But you don't have to draw it out that long. You could, Like I said a minute ago with the weeping, you can imply something you can imply a a greater emotion a greater oomph in something with a shorter expression of it as opposed to a longer expression of it and you didn't need to draw it out as long as you did and there's th- there's whole scenes that you can show in movies without showing what you did you can imply you can imply something without showing the way you showed it so it's it's kind of like when I've seen that I object on the principle that you didn't need you can show the emotion you're going for. You can show her her sulking and her suffering in the bathtub without her show without showing her. You can show her from from her you can show her head, you can show her crying or you can show her weeping and you can show her you the way what they showed was it looked like Naomi Watts' heart was breaking. And she, she expressed that extremely well. And you can show that without showing as much as you did. And it's not, it's not a principle of what personally hits the person. It's a principle of what, of for the evolution of the film, what you need to show. And something that needs to be understood about mountain climbing is something even as high and even as dangerous as, well, Infinite Storm took place on Mount Washington in New Hampshire. Uh, there's, there is far more that, that that hurricane-force snowstorm that occurred up there is commonplace in mountains that high and there are mountains that are that are that are higher than that K2 in the Karakoram is 28251 28251 feet and much much higher than even Mount Rainier and Mount Rainier is 14411 feet uh, so there so storms occur and the hardship and i applaud them for the way for them showing what they did and how they showed the torture and the hardship of conducting a rescue that high up because it really does look like that it's really that bad and it's really that worse and you can look at that going if if pan bales had that much trouble getting someone down the mountain rescuing someone As on a mountain as high as Mount Washington, imagine what tragedy and what hardships lie for someone who's attempting a rescue, for someone as for something as high as K2. That's that's just incredible. It's just uh, the 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 feat that people are able to pull off or attempt to pull off at something that high is incredible. It's you kind of like leave your tent and go well bombs away. Let's see if we can get out there. And it's really, it's, it's really, really tough. Now, I always tell people, don't let my opinion sway you. If you really want to go see either one of these two movies, I strongly encourage you to go see them. Make up your opinions on your own. Um, I am more than happy to admit that 90% of the opinions that I have are probably going to be wrong for what you, for what you see in a movie you're going to have a very different opinion than me. And I totally understand that. And i totally am happy to accept that. And I totally understand that. Uh, there's just... I, I see a movie differently than most people do. And I really... I, 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 I... No, I will say I enjoyed both of these movies. I would say they're both good movies. I would say of the Survivor movies that I mentioned, The Infinite Storm, The Alpinist and Free Solo, um, I would say one of the best, and nothing against Alex Hanold, I would say The Alpinist is probably one of the best, and, uh, it's in all honor and all memory to Marc-Andre Leclerc, um, and all, and the stuff he did, and his accomplishments were incredible, beyond miraculous. So all honor and all respect to Marc-Andre Leclerc. Um, I would recommend, I would recommend *The Alpinist* and *Free Solo*. Now, the, of all these movies, the only ones, the only, the only stars who the movie is based on—not the actresses and the actors—the only star who is still alive is Alex Hanold. Um, And he was Free Solo. Um, The only movie that had actors play the role was Infinite Storm. Because The Alpinist and Free Solo actually were... Actually were... The stars were the people who actually were in the event. Actually were in the movie. They were more kind of like a documentary sort of thing. Where this movie, where Infinite Storm, is kind of just a movie made to look like a documentary, to come off that way, and you know, I would, I would, I would recommend uh, uh, the Alpinist first, Free Solo, and then Infinite Storm in that order. So they're they're great. They're great stories, and they're great. They're great tales. Now the other one is like I said, Climate Pledge Arena. And I was just there on the thirtieth, the day that a couple of days just passed. March thirtieth, that is. <laughs> not February or January 30th. The day that just passed. When my Golden Knights play the the Seattle Kraken. And it's a newly So Climate Pledge Arena is basically Key Arena. They just lifted the roof. They took the roof up a little bit and supported the roof and then gouged out the whole Key Arena and gotcha and dug out all of Key Arena and then built more underneath it. They dug down a couple of floors, well, a couple of floors below where Key Arena was. They dug down and they built the ice hockey rink and they built all sorts of stuff and, they, and it was great. It was It was it was interesting so of all the places I've seen a game mostly hockey I would say T-Mobile Arena in Las Vegas and the XL Energy Center in St. Paul Minnesota I would say the two best places to see a game are T-Mobile Arena and the XL Energy Center uh, Climate Pledge Arena is kind of third on that list or maybe a little bit, little bit lower down and I'm not saying that because it's, bad, it's a bad arena it's certainly not definitely not a bad arena at all it's very it's very technologically advanced it's very cool it's very impressive it's a lot of fun to go to and it's the first i want to say i'm trying to remember their exact quotes but their exact quote when referring to the arena itself it's one of the most the first or the biggest well well known or the first Sustainable arena in professional sports. Now, because in, it's interesting, every go, every everywhere you go, like for the trash cans, and you throw away your food and your drinks and stuff like that. There's three trash cans. There's trash. There's recycling, and then there's compost. And it's everywhere, everywhere. There's there's those three sections and those three separations, and that's nice to see. It's nice to see how things are so substa- so sustainable and something that's just kinda so so cool. You go in there thinking, Oh wow, well, hey Geronimo, I can just throw stuff in there, yay. Um they're like unlike while would put it why I said why we put it below T Mobile and XL Energy is there are obstructed views. Now I'm not saying there's obstructed views from like the the lower 100s, the lower 100s down to the ice. And I say ice when I say hockey. I'm not going to say that's that, but if you go higher like in the 200s, there they are kind of obstructed views. And I say obstructed because they put the I was in section 212, and they put the the suites over they hang, the suites hang over over the 200s. So you can see, you get a clear view and you can see the ice. You can see the, the surface. But the suites from your vantage points kind of block off the top level of the scoreboard. Or they block off the top, they block off most of the top of the scoreboard. So the view is obstructed. Now it's not, you know, that's not horrifying or that's not a game a game ender or a game clincher or game sealer or whatever that it was a great it's it's not that it's just you don't get that in most other arenas I've been to and you don't get that in T Mobile and Excel so it's kind of a huge drawback to to that now The game, I will happily say this, the game was a lot of fun. Um, It was good to see... It was good to see my... It was good to see my boys beat Seattle 3-zip. Now, I will say that I I will freely give Seattle fans, at least the ones that are Kraken fans that I know of, I will freely give Kraken fans a huge pat on the back. I was worried and... I had worried, had been expressed for me, that going in my Golden Knights gear, my Golden Knights jersey, my Golden Knights hat, we could be, we know how sports fans can get. They can get a little pushy or they can get a little graphic and we were worried that that would be the case. That golden, that uh, Kraken fans could get a little pushy and they weren't. They weren't at all. They were very understanding and appreciative and very happy to see fans just back in the arena, happy to see uh, fans of anything back in the arena, whether it be the fans from the opposing team or or their own fans. They were happy to see them there. And the fact that I was walking around in my Golden Knights jersey swayed no one. It... it this distracted no one, and no one felt bad about it. It was just it was just a lot of fun, and everyone was very understanding, very kind, and very helpful. They were very accepting, very open, very caring. Like I said, of of anyone who is a fan and anyone who is is wants to be there, they were very helpful and very very kind, which is not something you'd expect from any sports fans of any arena, of anywhere. It was just really cool, and really fun to be there, and just a lot of fun, very enjoyable game. I remember when, during the second period, I had gone downstairs, downstairs meaning down the stairs into the main concourse area, to to get rid of my debris. And when I went down, I didn't hear anything normal game goings on, and as I was coming back up, I heard that it sounded like the Kraken scored, and I was like, "No!" So I came back up and I I went back in to look to look down the ice to see what what had happened, and there were two people who worked for the arena arena staff who had Kraken jerseys on, and they were. And I looked and I said, oh, did they just score? And someone said, yep. (coughs) And I said, oh, great. And then I was watching, trying to watch the replay, trying to watch what happened. And there was a coach's challenge. And my team's coach, Pete DeBoer, challenged. I don't know if it was Pete challenged it or if the Kraken coach challenged it. I believe Pete DeBoer challenged it. And there's a coach's challenge. And the, the goal was called off. So for most people i most people I'm I'm assuming know the different things, the ins and outs of hockey. But what uh what icing is is not icing, what offsides is. offsides is why the goal got called off. Um when you, in hockey when you cross into the the opponent's zone and you're trying to score the puck must cross cross into the zone before the player does so if a part of the player crosses the zone before the puck does it's an offside and that's not something you want to do it happens a lot in hockey it happens it almost happens almost all the time in hockey it happens a lot Sometimes, so what happened was Jordan of uh, the Kraken, was carrying the puck, and his skate, and he crossed into the zone before the puck did, and then the resulting the result from that was that he scored, or he caused the sc- he caused the the goal because of that because he crossed because he crossed into the net before the puck did. And as far as I understand it, it's not if if the goal scorer crosses into the zone first. It, it's is, it's it's if anyone on the team that, on the scoring team crosses into the zone before the puck does, it's an offsides. So because Eberle crossed into the zone before the puck did, the resulting goal was waved off. Now, Smart ch- from being given this and I'm saying this given this coming from a, a Golden Knights fan that was a smart challenge on uh, Pete DeBoer's part now I'm sure a lot of people would say that would be a smart challenge on it, on any coach's point if the Knights had crossed into the zone had created an offsides and crossed into the zone before and the goal resulted from that I'd be totally cool with their goal getting waved off too I totally... That totally makes a lot of sense. And I totally get it. Now... And... That... And that's what caused Eberle's goal to get waved off. Now, what can happen after that... If it gets gets nearing the end of the game... What one of the teams can do... Is they can pull their goalie. Meaning they take their goalie out of the net. For an extra attacker. Meaning they can... If they're down... In this case, the Kraken were down two zip. They can then pull their goalie and have an extra pl- extra attacker come on the ice from their bench, which is what they did. Now, the way my Knights were playing, that isn't that wasn't entirely the smartest maneuver. They should have they should have left their goalie in there. But if you pull their and that that's that's the risk you take when you pull your goalie you take the risk that you'll have enough attackers on the ice that you'll be able to stop whatever the your opponent can can come at you with so uh, that's that's the banking that's the risk that the Kraken were taking they were taking the risk that they could provide an extra attacker that would give them the power to come at I believe his name was Logan Thompson, who was our goalie. They gave they gave, created an extra attacker, gave them the power to come at Logan Thompson with something stronger than they normally have been able to do all game. That didn't work out really well because they a puck with the puck got loose, and that allowed my boy, my favorite player, Jonathan Marchessault. That wanted, that allowed uh, Marchessault to get free. And get a free puck, and he was cleared he got a clear shot right to the open net so and that's that's what allowed my team, the Golden Knights, to go up three zip now <laughs> that's a little bit of analysis for you as far as the two movies that I just saw and the hockey game that I went to. Um, I'm happy that... Now, don't get me wrong. I'm not saying Seattle is a bad place to have a team. It's definitely not. Seattle is one of the best cities on the planet to put a professional sports team in. And I'm ecstatic that they decided to put an NHL team here. Um, I really didn't matter what the team was because I was always a Golden Knights fan. But um, I was happy... I'm happy that Seattle got a professional sports team because we deserve one out here. Now, plus it also allowed... Plus, I love hockey. And also allowed me to be able to see my team a lot more frequently than if I go to Vegas to see them. That was really impressive. That was really awesome and really cool. So, that's that's what I really enjoyed, and that's a lot of fun. Now, There's... If you get a chance to, I've always said this repeatedly in several episodes, if you get a chance to come and you want to go on a on a tour or tourist, you want to visit a city, Seattle is one of the cities in the country that you need to visit. It's just so awesome out here. Uh, it's just so much, it's just un- unbelievably cool out here. There's, I know I haven't really, didn't really have much of a focus or much of a topic that I wanted to get into. I just wanted to review this and do a review episode. So I wanted to just get that out of the way, get that done. So thank you all for sticking around as long as you have. Thank you all so much. Stick around for a bit more in the end here. Want to check out the best podcast and best YouTube channel out there? True, true friends of this podcast? Check out Fantastic Cruising over on Apple Podcasts and all your favorite podcasting devices and services. Give them a five-star review. Head on over to YouTube. Look up Fantastic Studios. Give them a five-star review and give them comments. They'll love that to death. They are the greatest podcast out there. Give them a shout-out. Want to check out the best travel vlogger and videos anywhere go to atlantic city disney six flags all along the atlantic city boardwalk and go to vegas check out the new york channel n-u-y-a-w-k on youtube you will be thoroughly impressed and thoroughly entertained you will love every second of what you're seeing Go to YouTube and check out N-U-Y-A-W-K. You'll love what you're seeing. You'll enjoy every second of it. Want to check out the environment, the climate, the planet, and everything we can do to have an impact on it? Check out City Climate Corner on all the podcasting platforms, Apple Podcast, Spotify, on everything. You won't be disappointed. You'll enjoy and love what you're listening to.